The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patra, riding solo for this wonderful Wednesday, April 14th card. We've got 11 games to talk about, a massive slate, a big one coming off of a nice little calm, cool collective six game Tuesday slate. So, usually how it works in the NBA, anytime you get a day off uh, in our line of the business, being anything less than, you know, four or five games, then you're going to get just smacked in the next one so uh that's what we're doing we got a big 11 game slate a lot of injury news a lot of things to talk about a lot of things to go over uh the slate was actually a little bit bigger at one point uh but they removed the minnesota and milwaukee game from it gladly we we got that a little early so uh one less game to worry about with some big you know expensive high price studs that we would have had to consider but it's off the table so riding solo might go a little bit faster than normal as we know and it's uh, it's going to be a little bit of pause in between here and there. Got to catch the breath. Got to take the sips of the water. But uh, we're going to try to keep this smooth. We're going to keep it smooth. But before we jump into anything, quick shout out to our presenting sponsor, MyBookie. If you guys haven't checked them out already, head over to MyBookie.ag to check out the number one sports book out there. The only sports book that I give my stamp of approval. The only sports book that gets HoopBall stamp of approval. Uh, every single person at HoopBall, I would say dabbles in the, a little bit of some, some sort of gambling, uh, whatever it may be. Me personally, I'm a parlay guy. That's the only thing I touch when I gamble. I like to go big or go home if I'm betting games. Uh, but I do check out their fully-fledged casino platform as well. Uh, everything from their table games, slot machines, I play it all over there. It's excellent stuff. And listen, I've been over there for a while, but if you have never checked it out, and on your initial deposit, you use that promo code HOOPBALL, they will match your deposit up to $1,000, 50%. So... You put in $1,000, they'll give you $500 for free to play with. So check them out, guys, mybookie.ag. All right. First game on the docket of the night, the Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, No injury report for the Hornets. This is going to be the second half of a back-to-back for them. Uh, as we saw, Terry Rozier sat out for them tonight, as well as P.J. Washington. Decent chance both guys sit out. They're already missing LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward. We saw Caleb Martin start. We saw McDaniel start. Uh, both had pretty pretty well games. Biombo also drew the start as well. So they're doing some different things. Looks like they're going back to playing big, playing Bridges at the four, uh, or maybe the three, McDaniels at the four, basically interchangeable guys. Caleb Martin at the two, Devontae Graham at the one. But for the Cavs, Jared Allen is probable along with Larry Nance Jr. Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, both the backcourt mates, questionable. And then Dylan Windler and Damian Dotson have been ruled out. No game total, no spread on this one. Going to be a lot, pretty pretty big theme of the night. we got a couple of them, but for 11 games, I believe we only have five lines uh, the night before. So buckle up. You're going to have to pay attention to some stuff. But we'll start off with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, going to be a little bit tough just to kind of go through these guys right here. I mean, Sexton Garland, two big major uh, major offensive hitters for this team. If one or both get ruled out, if one gets ruled out, we could probably automatically just assume Delavidova is going to draw the start. Uh, played 34 minutes in the last game that he did draw the start against the Pelicans. Was mid-salary, I believe, in that day. Um, 
I think it might have been 3,400. Uh, but put up 27 DK point return. And if he's going to play 34 minutes, not necessarily a huge offensive guy, but he'll chip in some assists. He'll generally chip in a couple rebounds, steals. Uh, he's a scrappy dude. And odds are he's probably going to end up handling the point if he's playing next to Sexton. If it's Garland, he might play a little bit more off ball. So I, I would have some interest. 4K is not a terrible price tag for him. Uh, I would rather see Sexton out than Garland. But if both are out, it's it's still a big boost going his way. Outside of him, you know, not a whole lot. I would say Jared Allen, you know, still trying to get his uh, his feet under him. You know, that's one thing. He hasn't really played since late March. Spent some time off. Wouldn't expect a full workload for him necessarily. I don't know if his conditioning is going to be an issue. I don't know if any of that. He's dealing with a concussion. Um, you know, not really a way that you can still practice fully when you're dealing with a concussion. So there's a decent chance that he might have to get worked up for a game or two. And then, uh, you know, looking at Kevin Love, Hartenstein, both these guys I think are great spots. You can target anybody in the front court going against Charlotte, especially at this point in time. I just don't love their price tags necessarily. Hartenstein, you know, you know that he's going to have limited minutes, probably playing in the mid-20s. He can hit that 5,700. I don't trust it in cash. It would be a GPP play only, and I think uh, Kevin Love is the same. Looking over on the Charlotte side of the ball, I'll be looking in the exact same spots that I checked out today, going to McDaniels at 4,700. I think that's a Perfectly solid price tag uh, for a guy that's going to have to consistently play 30-plus minutes. Not going to be a high-usage guy, but again, again, another guy that kind of chips uh, chips in all over the place. Going to Biombo, he played 30-plus uh, minutes in this one, double-doubled. Might be able to go back to the well in this one, especially knowing that they're going to be going against Allen, another big front court guy. Only 3,200, so, and then Caleb Martin. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of value kind of just being spread out. You know, he's likely to draw the start if there's no Rozier. And at 3,100... Another value. So we have Biombo, Caleb Martin, two great value plays, I think, that we could look at that are near minimum salary. McDaniels at 47. Wouldn't mind it if you were even faulty if you want to go to Bridges, Devontae Graham at 65 and 62. Feels expensive for these guys, but knowing that they would probably be the two heavy hitters as far as the usage. Uh, and in this matchup, it's a perfectly comfortable price tag to pay. So I, I do like some a fair amount over here on the Charlotte team. We'll keep it moving, though. The Brooklyn Nets traveling to Philadelphia. They are taking on the Sixers in this one. Nets on the second half of a back-to-back. They played that early game today, uh, that being you know the 13th, uh, against the Timberwolves. That game was postponed from Monday. So not going to have an injury report for either team as the Sixers second half as well. Let's talk about Brooklyn. Looking at this team. Chris Chioza hurt his hand in the game, so he's, he drew the start at point guard. He did not return. Good chance that he misses this one. This team is down bad on the point guard. And then Kevin Durant, yeah, he went absolutely buck wild. Uh, it's just did some Kevin Durant things, put up very efficient points that like Kevin Durant always does. Shot 11 for 15 and came out of it with 31 points. So that only equivalent, uh, equaled, equivalent, uh, equaled 42 DK points. So we didn't necessarily get that return. It's going to be a little bit of a tough matchup. Does Kevin Durant play a full workload on a back-to-back? A lot of things to keep an eye on here. It is an important game. Uh, these two teams both fighting for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So it's going to be tough. Uh, you expect Philly to just kind of turn it up and maybe just try to get out of this one quick, make sure they do everything that they can to get a win. And if there is no Kevin Durant, that's going to be a problem. Uh, but James Harden still expected to be out. Kyrie Irving's being considered questionable. Probably I would say there's a, a 75% chance, I think, in my opinion, if that Kyrie plays, just simply because of the importance of the game. LaMarcus Aldridge has already been ruled out. So 
Uh, no, if no Kyrie though, we're gonna have to kind of see. They they'll likely start Shamet. Uh, Landry Shamet drew the point, drew the start in the second half after Shoza couldn't come back out. Ended up finishing the game at thirty six point seven five DK points. So I wouldn't mind looking at him as a value play at thirty seven hundred. Definitely something someone that could be viable. Uh, the other guy would be Bruce Brown. I'd expect Bruce Brown, uh, you know, probably to play closer to the 25, 30 minute mark. He had a great game in this one. Came out with 35 DK points. And with Bruce Brown, it's never the points that we're always looking for. It's everything else. You know, 12 rebounds, three steals, one block, three assists. He just chips in. He's a great rebounding guard. He only shot 26%. That could have been a 40 points DK score pretty easily. Uh, so I don't mind going, uh, going back to the well on some Bruce Brown as well. And again, I think I will opt to, uh, to avoid, to avoid Mr. Durant in this one. Looking at the Cleveland side of things, it's, it's just a fantastic spot for every single one of these guys. Uh, there's no argument here. You know, it's just a, an absolutely rock solid spot. Joel Embiid at 10K, it's just going to come down to how close you think this game is and who's actually playing. If like Kevin Durant and Kyrie play, I feel a lot more comfortable going to Ben Simmons at 8K uh, or Embiid at 10K. I think both those guys, Harris at 7-7, I think all three of those guys very comfortable, very viable price tags. I just want to see that there's going to be a few nets to at least keep this competitive. Uh, that's my only worry. So if we get the if we get word that those two guys are playing, fire, lock and load. Go with any one of them that you feel like. Whatever works with your lineup, okay with it. If not, proceed with caution. We got 11 games. I don't know if that's necessarily the, the route you want to take. Is just to attack that one uh, that could get out of hand. Moving on to the third game, cracking the Powerade, taking the quick the quick sip. You need that. You need that. San Antonio Spurs traveling to Toronto, take on the Raptors, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time game. For the Spurs, Gorgie Day, Trey Lyles, both rolled out. For the Raptors, no injury report, second half of a back-to-back for them. No game total and no spread. We'll start off with the uh, we'll start off with the Spurs here. Start off with the away team. Great matchup for pretty much everybody here. Demar Derozan's got to be the guy at the top of your list. Seventy nine hundred. He's been playing great basketball. Didn't do too too much, uh, you know, in, the, in their last game. You know, thirty DK points. But uh, you look at the two previous that forty seven plus. We know it's against Toronto. It's in it's in Tampa. Uh, it's not in Toronto, but it's against Toronto. That would have been you know a little cherry on top. Uh, but he always plays up in this matchup. He, he dropped a nice 50 DK points on them earlier in the season on 10 of 17 shooting. I expect much of the same here. So, DeMar DeRozan, 7,900. He's probably going to be my favorite player on San Antonio. Not, not a, much of a surprise. It's not a hot take. It's, he's the highest-priced guy. It's a matchup versus former team. And then I don't mind looking at a couple other guys. Keep in mind, uh, Jakob Pertl was actually drafted by this team. So, it's also a little slight revenge for him as well playing the team that he was drafted that he never actually had a shot with. So, a little slight there. Wouldn't mind looking at him at 6,100. Outside of those two guys, I don't know if I'll go to the whole uh, Derek White, Shante Murray. You know, we're really starting to see these guys get a little bit closer together than they were earlier in the season. Uh, earlier in the season, it was really just DeJounte Murray pulling away from the pack and, you know, quite easily. And, I mean, you know, obviously after White came back from his injury. Uh White's been playing good basketball now. I still prefer Murray over him. He's only $700 more. So, you know, now, like I said, they're getting a little closer in, in price. They're getting a little closer in, I guess, usage. Um, Derek White's taken at least, you know, 15 shot attempts or 14 shot attempts at four out of the last five games. So I just don't feel as comfortable just going to these two guys. I, I don't think either one of them are bad plays. 
I just don't feel as rock solid secure. And with 11 games on, there's going to be a ton of point guards I talk about that I feel a little better about. One we'll 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 get to and we'll get to him now. Toronto Raptors, Malachi Flynn, 5,500. I can just keep going back to the well every single day that I know this guy is going to start and play point guard. It's just that simple for me. Uh, we saw that Kyle Lowry sat out today. It's, it was the front half of a back-to-back, so uh, there's a decent chance he'll be able to suit up, and we don't get that Malachi Flynn value. But if Lowry's out again, we can go right back to the well. Van Vliet is still going to be missing quite some time, they said. Uh, you know, whether it's a week, two weeks, he's dealing with that hip injury. So he will not be available, guaranteed. And I believe that DeAndre Bembry was ruled out of tonight's game as well. So they were there. They were, they were fairly thin at the guard position. And because of that, Malachi drew that start, played boatload. So I will go back to that. Well, he'd be my top option over there. I don't think I'm going to pay that 8,500 for Siakam or the 73 for OG. Boucher tournaments only for me. And Gary Trent Jr. is the same. Tournaments only, 6100 Not a bad price tag, but you're not going to get that 40-point explosion uh, that we got, you know, against Cleveland every single game. And outside of that, he's really struggled to hit, come anywhere near the value of 6100 So I'll take a pass. You really needed him to be able to knock down a ton of shots, be very efficient on those nights. He's very scoring dependent. Moving on to the fourth game. L.A. Clippers traveling to Detroit. They're going to take on the Pistons in this one. Pistons, Rodney Magruder, Dennis Smith Jr., both ruled out. No injury report for the Clippers as they are on the second half of the back-to-back. Kawhi Leonard sat out tonight's game. I say tonight as I'm recording it the night before. Throws you off a little bit, even when you say it to yourself. We'll start off with the Clippers, though. Got to keep an eye on Kawhi Leonard. You know, he's dealing with right foot soreness. It wasn't necessarily a rest day. So there's a decent chance that he can end up missing this next game, too. If he does, you got to keep an eye on Paul George as well. Second half of the back-to-back. We don't know if they're going to stray away from their injury, you know, in risk management, as they would call it. Uh, you know, always just resting one of these guys on a back-to-back. They might need George, bottom line. So George coming in at 9K. If there's no Kawhi Leonard, that's a perfectly comfortable price tag. Uh, not my favorite price tag. It's not my you know favorite game in general. Uh, we'll talk some about some other games that we can expect to have you know, higher totals, closer spreads, the whole nine. But it's not terrible either. So I don't mind looking at him. But if anything, I'd rather go to the guy that's going to be starting at the point guard position. That's Reggie Jackson at 5,600. Uh, it's a matchup against his former team. We just saw this exact matchup. He carved his way to 28 uh, DK points pretty easily. Did so in 29 minutes on only four of eight shooting. I would expect a little bit more of an offensive output from him. So I don't mind looking at some Reggie. Some good old Reggie Jackson. Not a guy that I always feel and play comfortable with. Paul George also put up 50 DK points in this matchup, in which we just saw. So those would be the two main guys I'm looking at. I don't think I'll go to too many people in the front court being, you know, Zubats, uh, DeMarcus Cousins. If I had to pick one of those guys, it's obviously going to be Zubats. Uh, just a guy that just churns out points. If he gets the minutes, he gets the minutes. We saw 35 minutes in the last game against Detroit. If we know he's going to get that, we can feel comfortable in the output. But, you know, three games prior to that, 23, 24, and 24 minutes. So there is no guarantee, and it's not even really necessarily matchup dependent. Uh, it's just, I think, when he's staying out of foul trouble and he's playing well and the team's winning, they keep him in. That's simple. Uh, so wouldn't mind him at 54 as well. Don't think I'll go to the whole canard thing. 4,300. He always just burns me anytime he gets a spot start and I play him. So I'll avoid that. 
looking at the Detroit side of things, Jeremy Grant off the injury report. Expect to be back in this one, sixty nine hundred. I uh, love the price tag. Don't mind the matchup whatsoever. Just uh, don't know exactly what to expect from him as far as a workload in minutes. Uh, he hasn't played since April sixth, so it's it's been a been about a good six seven days. Um, I would say we could probably comfortably expect high twenties. I don't think we can expect anything more. I'm not going to go expecting and, and projecting uh, anything over like 30. I, I might give like a 30 leeway, uh, but that's probably where I'd draw the line. I don't think I'll go anywhere else, though. Corey Joseph maybe at 4,700 if, you know, Dennis Smith Jr., Killian Hayes, all these guys continue to be limited and they just want to keep playing Corey Joseph. Dude's played 30 minutes in three straight games and he's put out two plus two out of the three 40-plus DK point performances. Uh, big assist games. He's really just kind of been an offensive force for this team. Really just facilitating, doing what he does. I can't believe I just said that because Corey Joseph is not not a fun basketball player to watch. It's actually kind of boring. It's painful. But he's an option at 4,700 that we have to consider. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, let's check this. I believe he also has shooting guard eligibility. Yes, he does. So you can slot him in there as well. All right. We shall keep it moving. Another 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. New York Knicks traveling to New Orleans, taking on the Pelicans in here. Kill Alexander Walker, Josh Hart both ruled out. Lonzo Ball is doubtful. James Johnson is questionable for the Knicks. John Henson, Mitchell Robinson both ruled out. 220 game total. Pelicans favored by three. Looking at over here at the Knicks, Julius Randle, 9,500. This is going to be just the matchup everybody was anticipating and uh, you know looking for. It's just Julius Randle and Zion just running at each other at full speed and just seeing what happens. Um, I'm interested. Uh, sign me up. I'm, I'm kind of interested. From a basketball standpoint, I want to see what happens here. Uh, you know, Obviously, I think – I don't think it's obvious. I think, uh, I think Zion's probably a little bit bigger than him. Um, but nonetheless, it's about basketball. It's not just running into each other and see what kind of massive force wins that battle. Uh, looking at Randall at 9,500, I don't think I end up going to him. It's not a bad matchup. It's not a great matchup. It's actually one that I expect him to do pretty well in. Uh, I expect him to just kind of like he thrives in these fast-paced uh, environments. So I, I, I do think he's going to be viable. I just don't think I land on him at the end of the day. To be honest, I don't love a lot of these Knicks. Uh, you know, I, I played Alfred Payton in the last one. I feel dirty going to him twice in a row, so I, you know, I can't trust myself to do that again. I hit. I got the 9-12 shooting. He, he hasn't been chipping much assist-wise, so you're really hoping that he gets that scoring. And I got it. So uh, to chase the score just doesn't feel right, kind of feels dirty. I think I'll pass on that one. If you want to look at a guy like Barrett or Derek Rose, I'd probably lean Rose at 4,900 just to get that discount. But, again, we have 11 games. I think we have better options that we can worry about. On the New Orleans side now, Zion coming in at almost 10K, 9,900. And when push comes to shove, if I had to pick one of those guys, I'd play Randall for just $400 less. I like him a little bit more than Zion. But how well he's been playing, it can't be, uh, it can't be understated. I mean, this dude's just been balling out. Same thing with Ingram stepping up, 8,600 now. But targeting New York, slowed down game, tight defense. They can just really hone in and take away some of the best assets on a team's offense. So, I'll probably just take a hard pass on all these guys as well. As much as I, I'm kind of looking forward to actually watching this game, I'm not looking forward to playing it in DFS. I think I'll probably just take a firm stance on that. 
We didn't get that that nice little follow up Najee Marshall game, but that's okay. Even with played twenty one minutes, didn't even take a shot attempt in the last one. Fouled out. <laughs> Still managed to get twelve points. TK points that is though. Next game, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Orlando Magic traveling to Chicago. They're taking on the Bulls. Garrett Temple is probable for the Bulls. Mo Bamba is questionable along with Chumo Okiki, while Otto Porter Jr., Jonathan Isaac, Markel Fultz, all ruled out. This game has a 221.5 game total. The Bulls are being favored by 9.5 points, and we know what we're doing here. We'll get to, the, we'll get to those bullies. Uh, Keith, Keith will be losing his mind. You guys might be wondering where Keith is. Uh, Keith, he's not feeling too well. Feeling a little under the weather. So Keith gave me a little heads up. Needed the night off. We'll probably hear from him this weekend. I, if I know Keith, he's going to want to get back on this weekend. So, uh, shout out Keith if you listen to this man. Hope you feel a little bit better today, and uh, you know, get at me. Let's let's build some lineups, man. Let's get some money. But on Orlando, looking at this team, obviously going against the Bulls, there's going to be some weak points that we could target. It's just we don't know how to target it with uh, with this Orlando team. With everything else being so so underwhelming, I'm really just looking at these revenge narratives here. Uh, you got Wendell Carter Jr. going back against Chicago against a team that pretty much gave up on him. This is one of those situations where he just wanted he just wanted the needed opportunity. He felt like he never necessarily had it. He, you know, they never drew up plays for him, whatever it may have been. Uh, now he has his opportunity to kind of stick it back to him. This game's going to be played in Chicago as well. So if you want to go with the narrative, I don't mind it. I'm looking at the narrative on the other side of the ball in the same exact spot as well. Kind of think I prefer that one slightly, slightly more. Uh, but one, there are two different kinds of narratives. You know, Vucevic left under like good terms. Uh, you know, they got they they chopped him because they just knew they weren't going to be competitive. They wanted him to do right by him. They wanted to get assets for him. Uh, you know, looking at Wendell Carter Jr., it was more or less, "Hey, buddy, stay, get out of here." That's probably all I'm really looking at over here on Orlando. I just don't feel like everything else is too comfortable. Point guard minutes are just getting jumbled up between everybody. RJ Hampton. Michael Carter-Williams, Cole Anthony. Don't feel great about any one of them. If I had to pick one of them, probably be Cole Anthony, but still don't feel good about it. On the Bulls, like I said, it's pretty much just going to be Nikola Vucevic. Dude's just beast, 9200, revenge narrative. Not revenge necessarily, like I said, but going against his former team, you got to expect him to come in a little juice, extra sauce. Matchup doesn't scare me one bit. Bulls traded Carter, Wendell Carter Jr. for a reason. Uh, I prefer him over Zach Levine, only $400 more. I expect Zach Levine to let his guy, his new his new buddy, uh, get his versus his old team. Other option or other spot I think we could look, though, Sadoransky, 5K, just a good guy that's coming off of a dud of a game against that Memphis team. The minutes have been down over the last two games. I expect them to be a little bit more up, knowing that we're going to see plenty of smaller backcourts. And that's it. Sadoransky and Vucevic, keeping it simple. Ready to move on to the next one. Indiana Pacers traveling to Houston. Taking on the Rockets here. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. No injury report for the Pacers. Second half of a back-to-back. And for Houston, if I can just maybe, I don't know, find it, that might be a... Does not look like we have it. There it is. DJ Augustine, Sterling Brown, Dante Axum, Eric Gordon, Daniel House Jr., David Nawaba all rolled out. We knew it was just going to be like seven guys listed there. It all rolled out. But 
uh, which seven is, is the key. Nonetheless, we'll start with the Pacers, second half of a back-to-back. Probably going to be without Miles Turner. Most likely going to be without Doug McDermott. we got to keep an eye on both those guys. Uh, but McDermott did suffer uh, suffer an angel, uh, angel ankle injury today. Uh, good chance that he is not going to be available for tomorrow's game, which we probably expect a few more minutes for guys like Justin Holiday and Sumner. Maybe a little, a little bit more McConnell. It was probably the most guys. It's gonna be a little trickle down effect. It's a great matchup for the Pacers. Uh, we know this. It, it's it should be just an absolute cakewalk for them. Um, I'm not expecting much or anybody to be able to stop a guy like Demonis Bonus 9100. I prefer Vucevic over him just ever so slightly. Demonis Bonus is gonna have a higher usage now, especially since Vucevic uh, say sharing the ball with Zach Levine over there. But it's the narrative for me. Something about that narrative just always gets me fired up. But it's guys like that, big name guys, where they just are due the respect to just go off. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. But I don't mind looking at a guy like Brogdon, 7100, or Levert at 74. Both these guys have been just taking a bunch of that usage and really running with it. I'm not expecting another game like Brogdon they had against Memphis, where he almost triple doubled, one rebound shy and on a 29 point triple double almost. Uh, but again, he's going to have to take on a lot of this ball handling and scoring. And between the three of these two, uh, three of these guys, it's just going to be all them. T.J. Warren's not coming back this season. We already saw Oladipo's gone, and you know who knows if he's even going to be playing for uh, for Miami the rest of the weekend. But it's got to be these three guys to pretty much get everything done in, in a fast-paced game where we're expecting a ton of shot attempts, a lot of I would say back-and-forth game because Houston's going to have to punch back in order to be able to do that. Uh, but we expect them to be able to kind of get theirs. And if the game gets out of hand, it's mostly going to be because of these three guys doing a fair amount of the heavy lifting. If I had to pick any one that I prefer over the other, like I said, I'd probably be Brogdon would be my favorite option out of the three. But I don't mind any of them. Looking at the Rockets, John Wall coming in at 8K. And it's simple. When John Wall plays, he plays. He doesn't, you know, half play any games. He plays full complement of minutes, and he's going to take a ton of shot attempts. I don't think we can necessarily just say this game's going to be a blowout. We just saw the Rockets keep it fairly close against Phoenix. So it's there. They could do it. But John Wall, AK, when you're talking about, like I said, 30-plus minutes, I like that price tag. I don't, I'm not scared off of this matchup one bit. But I will be playing some John Wall at AK. Outside of him, I would love Kelly Olenek in this matchup if there were Miles Turner, simply because we'd probably see that double big lineup and have to play some pretty, pretty big minutes. But we're not. Uh, so it might just be another game where Kelly Olenek float right around that 30-minute mark, in which case 6,500, <clears throat> excuse me, that is not going to be enough minutes to get it done for that price tag. So I'll take a firm pass on pretty much everybody else over here. We're going to expect to see a few more minutes probably headed to uh, Avery Bradley and maybe Kevin Martin Jr.'s way with these other injuries being Sterling Brown, DJ Augustine, House, and these guys. But none are going to be too viable in sharing the usage with guys like Wall, Porter Jr. in Woods. That's where the shot attempts are going to go. Four games left. Cruising. You know, this is, I guess that's the uh, the benefit. And it's, you know, the benefit for you guys as well. If, you, if you're not uh, one of those long podcast listeners, these solo shows, when you're by yourself, they just cruise. I, you know, the negative. I don't, I don't have anybody to banter with. I don't have Santino uh, calling me lame, making fun of me, and all that good stuff. You know, really knocking me down a peg. Just, uh, you know, give me the slice of the humble pie. Uh, but, you know, on the positive, I don't have to hear Santino and him him do all that. So it's it's a you know double-edged sword. Golden State Warriors traveling to OKC, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. I hope he, I hope he listens. 
For the Warriors, Kelly Oubre is doubtful. Still dealing with that wrist soreness. Eric Paschal, Clay Thompson, James Wiseman all rolled out. No injury report for the Thunder. Second half of a back-to-back for them. No game total. No spread. And I did not say the game total of the spread of the last one. 233 game total for that Houston-Indiana game. It's a five-and-a-half point spread. Uh, Indiana's being favored in that one. And again, no spread for the OKC Golden State game yet. Steph Curry. What can we say about him? Mr. Uh, Mr. Wardell Curry coming off of a 69 DK point game. Dude was just lights out. Hit 10 three-pointers. was 15 to 16 from the line. 53 actual points. This is not a bad thing you say about the guy. He's just going to go keep... I can't believe people at one point were talking about him. And like, yeah, this guy can't carry a team. Uh, he's, he's one of the best players in the NBA. It's not even close. He's probably going to be one of the best players that anybody with eyes watches throughout their lifetime. You will never see another dude be able to shoot the basketball quite like this guy. It is insane. Um, absolutely insane. I expect a big game out of him, 10-5. Where does he rank among some of these high-priced guys that we talked about and that we'll get to? He's always in the conversation, uh, for sure. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I probably prefer him over guys like Jokic. Um, if some of those Brooklyn guys are out, I would prefer him over Embiid. And that's probably where it gets close after that. You know, Doncic and Westbrook gets pretty close with both those guys. I think they're uh, they're all kind of in that same echelon and tier for tonight's slate. Looking at some of these other guys, you know, Looney should draw the start, should play big minutes at center. Didn't do anything outside of rebound in that last one. You can probably expect much of the same, but at 3,700, there's worse options. Put up almost 20 DK points without actually even scoring. Shot over three. Again, not a high usage guy. The most you're ever going to expect is, you know, four to six points. But at four to six points makes him, you know, a five to six X value right there. So I would easily take that. So looking at Looney, definitely a guy I'll keep in my player pool. We'll see uh, as we go through the day, we get more news. Don't forget, don't be locked on to value. It's a big, big thing I've been talking to people about this season. So much of it is going to open up before the slate locks. Just because Looney is a solid value play now does not mean he's going to be the best value play by the time uh, slates lock tomorrow. We're going to get a lot of news. Other options are going to pop up out of nowhere. And just being able to decipher, you know, also depending on what kind of contest you're in, if you're playing cash, you know, maybe Looney is the guy you're looking for. You just need your you just need your value back, your 20 or whatever you're looking for, 25 tops. Uh, but if you're looking at GPPs, you know, look at your value. Does it have the upside to take down a GPP? Could he get you, you know, 30 to 40? Is that even in the realm of possibilities? If not, check some other value out. That's it for me, though, over there. Looking on the OKC side of things, it's going to be a tough matchup for these guys. Um, you know, I don't know if I really want to target too many of these bigs going against Draymond. Not kind of what I'm not my thing necessarily. I don't, I don't know if that's if that's what I'd be looking to do. Lou Dorr coming off of an absolutely monster game. Uh, I think that game might still be going on. So I don't think I'll go chasing the whole Dorr wagon either. Just think I'll leave this one alone. Let others uh, let others dabble in there and have their way at it. We'll keep it moving. 9.30 Eastern Standard Time game. Dallas Mavericks traveling to Memphis, taking on the Grizzlies for the Mavs. Tyrell Terry has been ruled out for the Grizzlies. Jared Jackson Jr., DeAnthony Melton, Justice Winslow. All ruled out. 227 game total. Dallas favored by two points in this one. So looking over here, we'll start off with the Dallas team. It's pretty much the same thing I just said for uh, everything I just said for the Warriors. You could just say over here too as well. Uh, Luka Doncic coming in at 10-9. You know, very, very excellent play. Fine matchup. 
I'll lump him in there with those other guys. You know, I, I haven't really came to a decision. If uh, you know, if I have to give a decision, I probably prefer uh, probably for, prefer Steph over Luca, maybe by by a hair. Uh, but I don't feel even great saying that. Maybe you know, maybe we just end up going with Westbrook anyway, in the next one. Probably the way I'd go. Outside of him, Porzingis eighty nine hundred is just a little too expensive for me, and I, and I just don't see myself ended up going there. Um, played great past two games. Don't get me wrong. Uh, took nineteen plus shot attempts over the last three. The usage is there. The rebounds have been there the past three as well. Matchups gonna be fine for him. Should be able to carve people up in this one, no problem. Um, these two teams have played, but Porzingis was not available in one of those games that they did. So. Don't really have a sample size or anything to go off of, but that's uh, that's probably all I'm looking. I'm not going to be looking at anybody else in the backcourt between guys like Brunson, Richardson, or Tim Hardaway Jr. We have better options that we've already talked about. On the Memphis side of things, Jonas Valanciunas, uh, he's just been playing like the, the Lithuanian beast that he is. Uh, I think he's Lithuanian. Is he? Correct me if I was wrong. Uh, you know, and I apologize, Mr. Joe Val, if I am. Two games straight where we're talking 53-plus DK points. Just absolute monster games in both of them. 12 of 15 shooting against the Bulls. 16 of 25 shooting against the Pacers. They also grabbed 22 boards in that one. Dallas, they talk about their improved defense. It's not in the front court, I can tell you that much. Um, it's everywhere else. That's the spot that they are still extremely vulnerable at. And I don't mind looking at Joe Val. I think he's going to be a little higher owned than I would normally like him to be. And, you know, once I get that sense of that, what his ownership might be, and you know, also depending on where the money is, uh, I don't. that's probably going to be what determines whether or not I end up falling on him. Because if, if, if he has, you know, I sense that high ownership, I'll just avoid it. I, I do love the matchup. I think it's great for him. I just don't think he's a smash, you know, smash spot, 50, 50 point guy tonight, 60 point guy. I think we're looking more at like one of those 40 point, 38 point nights, which we'll take still at 7,600. We're, we're fine with that. Outside of him, you know, obviously you're going to have to look at guys like John Morant. He played well in the matchup that, uh, earlier in the season when he shot 10 of 21 in 33 minutes. Ended up finishing with 44 DK points, 7100. is a fine price tag. You know, where does he rank between him and Brogdon? I prefer Brogdon a little bit more over him. Uh, but both guys are extremely viable. And that's probably it. It's probably all going to be going to, you know, these uh, D'Anthony Melton, Justice Winslow still being out. It's going to be the the Desmond Bain and, and Grayson Allen show. These guys just divvying up and splitting the minutes. And I'll always tell you, I probably prefer Grayson Allen over Desmond Bain. And it feels ugly saying I prefer Grayson Allen. No one likes to say that. No one likes Grayson Allen. I don't even, you know, Coach K likes him. Fresh set. Moving on. Next game. Washington Wizards. Traveling to Sacramento. It's a 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game for the Kings. Marvin Bagley ruled out. Rashawn Holmes is doubtful. Buddy healed. Oh, he's questionable. No injury report for the Wizards. We do have a game total, 236.5. Washington favored by 1.5 points. We'll start off with them. Russell Westbrook coming in at 11K, highest price guy on the slate, and he's always worth it. Sign me up. Westbrook's my favorite stud. Uh, basically, number two is going to be between Curry. It's going to be between Doncic. I'm preferring Curry a little bit more at the moment, but Westbrook, I'll just keep playing him. Dude's just going to continuously put up 60-point nights, and there's nothing we can do about it. And if he's going to be priced next to guys like Luka, $100 difference, 
I love Luca. He's my favorite player in the NBA. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Dallas fan. But the consistency you get with Westbrook is not 11K consistency. Uh, he should be higher priced. It's that simple. He's got the same sort of upside as everybody else, too. So uh, Westbrook, 11K, foundational piece I'll be building around. Don't mind ooh, excuse me, going to Bradley Beal at 87. I think this is just a great spot. Anytime you want to t- target a shooting guard going against the Kings, sign me up. That's my favorite thing to target. Um, pivot off of Westbrook. I still do prefer Westbrook, even on point-per-dollar standpoint, even though he's $2,300 more. I want to pay that $2,300 more. Outside of those two guys, I do not think I will go to these ancillary pieces. Uh, Daniel Gafford. Also, I believe it's questionable, if I'm not mistaken. Said he'll be good to go, but keep an eye on it. Not a guy that we're really playing anyway. On the Sacramento side of things, Darren Fox coming in at 9,600, kind of like Zion. Uh, getting the superstar treatment, much deserved to. Coming off a 62 DK point game, put up 43 actual points on 15 of 30 shooting against the Pelicans. He just always carves up the Pelicans. So next time you guys see that on your calendar, start, circle it, mark it. He's going to annihilate them that day. I don't think I'll be playing too much Darren Fox. I've just been taking his big games off the chin and surviving. Maybe I'm not getting the optimal premier lineup because I'm missing out on Darren Fox, the 62-point game. But most nights I'm doing just okay. I'm doing perfectly fine. I'm still getting some big wins here and there, uh, but not playing really any shares of Darren Fox. It's an absolutely fantastic matchup, though. Wouldn't fault if you wanted to play him. Uh, I just think that I'm going to have a couple other point guards right now ahead of him. Uh, and if I'm going to be playing Westbrook, it's going to be hard to spend up on Fox as well at the same position. Maybe the pivot off of him, that I can say. Outside of that, obviously, I think we're going to want to look at this front court. Rashawn Holmes being doubtful. I think we know what that means, and this could be a dangerous situation. Uh, Hassan Whiteside coming in at 3,600. If he ends up drawing the start, you play Whiteside. Don't think much about it. No ifs, ands, or buts. If he starts, you play him. He's a fantastic point-per-minute guy. As bad as an NBA player as he is, as much as we hate watching him play, he's going to put up big games if he plays even 20 minutes. Um, yeah, sign me up. So, no Rashawn Holmes. Load up on Whiteside. I don't know if you guys heard that. No Rashawn Holmes. Load up on Whiteside. Let me phrase that. If he starts. If we don't get that start, still play him. I still don't mind it, but it's a little bit more risky when it comes to that. Uh, outside of him, I mean, we could go back to the Mohawk as well. For some reason, he is Luke, uh, Luke Walton's new favorite shiny toy. Played 29 minutes in back-to-back games, 3,700. Another fantastic value play. And that's kind of the approach I'm going to take with these Kings. I don't think I'm going to end up spending up on Fox. I'll just go to the value. I'll play some Harkless or I'll play some uh, some Whiteside if I get him starting. And I don't really need to you know, go anywhere else here. 62 is not a bad price for Halliburton. But again, I just prefer the value and spend that 6200 in a different game. Final game of the night. Miami Heat traveling to Denver. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. Denver Nuggets. Shaquille Harris. Shaq Harrison ruled out. And obviously, we know the unfortunate news with our man, Jamal Murray. He is done, done for the season, left ACL tear. Um, and it's always it always feels like it's a little bit worse when it happens at the, in the final seconds of a game. Like, 50 seconds left in the game, you just wonder, like, you know, just get through it. That's, yeah, you got 50 seconds. The last thing on your mind is, I'm going to get hurt in less than a minute left of this. And that's exactly what happened. Came down, non-contact. Uh, and it just immediately grabbed pain. But, you know, you're seeing his teammates say, dude's tough as nails. 
if anybody could get back from this, it's going to be him. And they're expecting him to bounce back and didn't want to get in the wheelchair. Um, hobbled, did everything he could not to sit in the wheelchair. And, you know, you only see the toughest players in the NBA kind of do that kind of stuff. So shout out to him for just being the tough dude that he is. Uh, he, on the second half of a back-to-back in this one, they're likely going to be without Depot, did not travel with the team on the road trip. Everybody else should be good to go. It's going to be a competitive game. It's going to be a fun game to watch. I'm really, really looking forward to this one. There's a 213 game total, so not the highest game total. Denver's being favored by four points in it. We'll start off with Miami, Butler coming in at 9-4. I just prefer some of those other guys that we talked about. Um, a little bit less, Jaron Fox, you know, 9-6. Uh, I prefer him just just alone in that last game. We talked about some other guys, you know, Randall. Uh, I prefer Randall over him. I probably prefer Zion over him. I prefer all those guys over him. So I just don't think I'm going to end up too much with uh, Jimmy Butler in this matchup. If I go in anywhere, it's probably going to be somewhere in this backcourt between, you know, Kendrick Nunn, Goran Dragic. We'd want to see Nunn draw the start again if he's if he does. Great. You know, 32 minutes, that last one, sign me up. If he doesn't draw the start, he's likely out of the rotation. <laughs> so there's no in-between. Uh, you're not going to start him, and maybe he gets 20 or 18. It usually doesn't happen. It's either in or out of the rotation. No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, that's probably all I'm going to be really looking at here. I wouldn't fault you if you want to go anywhere else. I just don't love it too, too much. Not my favorite spot. Looking at the other side of the ball, Jokic. Never going to argue with that. Kind of the same thing. Absolutely fantastic play. Just uh, I prefer Westbrook. I prefer Curry. I prefer Doncic. Most because of that game total. Mostly because this is two grind them out defenses. I just don't think that this is where I want to go. Outside of that, you know, with now that there's the the evidence situation of Jamal Murray, we've got to see what they do at this point guard position. They've been just chopping the minutes up between uh, Facundo Campazzo and Monte Morris. They're probably likely continue to do so, but we might start to see one of them separate themselves from the pack a little bit more, just knowing that they're going to have to start to build some continuity with this team, knowing that there is no Murray. Uh, before, it was like, all right, yep, we'll just – chop up the minutes until Murray comes back. But now they know Murray's not coming back. Uh, so they might they might take a little bit more of a, uh, a hearted approach and start to play one of these guys a little bit more. If I had to lean anywhere, it would probably be Morris. For DFS, I think both of them are solid options. We've already talked about a ton of guys, a ton of guys under 4K. So I don't know if those would be the guys I land on, but they're definitely viable options, and they're there. And then I think the one guy I do have a little bit of interest outside of those two guys would be a guy like Aaron Gordon. 5,700, I like him in this matchup. Going against... Uh, you know, Trevor Ariza. Sure. I don't, I don't mind it at 5,700. I'm not expecting a boatload. It's kind of more of a GPP play. Not one I would necessarily trust in cash, uh, but definitely somebody I think that I will end up with a couple shares of. <clears throat> and that's it. That takes us home. That is all 11 games. Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate that. Before we go anywhere though, we have our wonderful, wonderful player tier section. So I'll go tier by tier. Top, middle, bottom. Give you guys one of my favorite plays from each and every tier. And I'll even break it down to the four since we've got some high-priced guys, which I already told you. Westbrook is my high-priced 11K top-tier guy. If I'm going with anybody over 10K, that would be the guy I'm going with. I'll also give you one that's floating around in that nine range, and it'll give you Nikola Vucevic, 9,200. I like that revenge narrative going against his former team, protecting the home court, going against Orlando. Great matchup there. So I do not mind me some Vucevic. Now, for a mid-tier guy, as we go through this, we always say $7,500 or less. I touched on a few guys. Uh, you know, I could say Malcolm Brogdon at 71 I don't mind that price tag. I don't mind that play. 
but I don't know if he's like one of those, you know, rock solid smack in plays that I'm going to go with. So if we're going to go anywhere, I'll just keep going right back to the well. Malachi Flynn, if there is no Kyle Lowry, if there is no Fred Van Vliet, this guy should just draw another start, play 30 plus minutes and just do what he does at 5,500. Probably looking at a 30 to 40 DK point game from him every single time he draws that start. So don't mind going there. And then I think for the value play, it wouldn't be like me if I just didn't say play white side. So no Rashawn Holmes. We see that white side draws that start. Hopefully we get the news sooner rather than later. Um, I actually, ah, you know what? We don't want that news. Keep it your tail spot. Keep your eye on things. If you're playing it, you know, you're playing it, be risky. Uh, and that's, that's great. If, if we could get some depressed ownership on white side, because people are afraid that he might not start or whatever it may be, that might be juicy. That might be something that we could take some real advantage of. Uh, but keep an eye on it. It's a very fluid situation. Not one that I feel like it's a, it's a guarantee or anything. And that's why people might shy away. But that's it. That's the that's the player tiers. And again, thank you guys for listening, whether you're a longtime listener, new listener. Uh, thank you for tuning in and joining me. Hey, uh, I'm talking to myself out here, so it works wonders. And if you want, follow me on Twitter, at Mike Patria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. And then also, you guys hear us talking about it all the time. Five-star, rate review, thumbs up. All that good stuff means the world to us if we see that stuff, guys. Uh, allows us to see your feedback. Allows us to see that we're doing a great job and what we can improve on. So uh, keep it coming. Really do appreciate it, guys. Uh, anywhere you're listening, Apple Podcasts, five-star, thumbs-up, rate and review. Let us know what you think. And then, again, we will be having a DFS contest once again this week. You'll see it trickle in Thursday, late, late Thursday night or early Friday morning. The contest will be created. We'll start tweeting it out all over the place from all of our hoop ball accounts, from my account. Jump in there, guys. We did 25 entries last time. We'll probably likely do something similar, 25, 30 entries. First place, we'll get a special prize from me. Again, shout out Bucky man. Wait, I'm, I'm waiting for you. Uh, shoot me a direct message if you're listening to this, man, on Twitter. I, I got something for you. I just need to know where to ship it. Uh, I have no idea. It's just going to end up going up in the cloud if you don't, if you don't give, me a, give me a message. So, uh, And that's, uh, it's a good time. It's just a, a way and opportunity for everybody who's listening just to kind of interact with our team. Uh, and smoke us. Come play us. Smoke us. Uh, I came, I think it was seventh uh, last time. Had a pretty good score. Uh, but we just had some better scores in there. You know? I, I like getting creamed by my own plays sometimes. It makes me feel good. But that's it again, guys. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow. It will be Santino and I crushing the Thursday slate for you guys. Take care. And let's go out there. Crush some GPPs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.